very good. Sure. Very good. I just realized today that we've done 26, now 27 episodes on Zoom, and we're getting really good at the clap. I feel like we haven't had trouble with the clap now in maybe 10 episodes. I haven't had trouble with the clap in about two years, so yeah, that that sounds right. Mm. <laughs> um, it always comes up somehow. I think that might be the know, earliest reference to it ever on the show. You left the door. That was too easy. It seconds. was like it was such low hanging fruit that I was like, "Should I?" And I'm, I, I figured, you know what? I'm gonna. Yeah. I sure am. I sure am gonna go. Mm, look at that apple. That's like millimeters off the ground. Just snatch it real quick. Oh. So, uh, how we doing over there? <sighs> you know. A Tuesday off doesn't feel right. I was it gonna just say seems wrong. Yeah, you had the day off. That's that's not bad though. You were you were flower arranging today and twig arranging, right? I got my twigs and then I saw this little very you know, this little gay looking purple plant and I said, You're cute and cheap, I'll take you home and then I was like, I sh- probably should have looked at what it is in order to uh properly care for it. Oh, it doesn't have one of those little labels stuck in the soil or anything? They don't have the little stickies. So I have to do the thing where you take the Google like camera and you're like, tell me what it is, phone. Um, And that's how I learned it's colloquially known or, you know, in its uh, less PC times known as the Wandering Jew. That's the name of the plant. Oh, wow. Good for you. Stopping anti-Semitism one plant at a time. We'll love it. (laughs) So I was like, okay, wow, oh. It doesn't have, have another name, or does it have like a scientific long? It has a scientific name. name. Uh, yeah. It's called uh, something. It's not the zebra one, because I almost bought a zebra thing. It's called oh fuck you, come on. Plant that I just looked up. Trans. Tra- trans. Uh, the plant is I don't trans. Know. It's called something else. Oh. Um, but it's just like purple green plant that you can't like put in a dark room otherwise it turns brown instead of purple and i was like oh my friend we can't kill you that early so Hmm, okay so it'll have its enshrined spot by the window and it'll no longer be wandering you've created a state of israel for this plant at green israel is is israel is four inches on my uh you know window bay yes that that sounds about right scale wise too (laughs) um but the goal is to, like, spread the greenery around because, like, you know, I was thinking, like, you know, every, you know, office has, like, two, like, a cacti and then, like, a big one. And then they were charging, like, $55 for a, a big one. And I said, no, we'll, we'll buy a big plant from Ikea for 20 bucks. Not doing this $50 nonsense. Um, and then I was like, is this this person that I've become? That I, I, I buy plants. Yes. I'm a plant gay. You've become domesticated, Fuck. you know? You're not a cat person. You can't have those. Um, no. You're too busy and self-centered to be a dog person, as much as you might want one. Nah. Look, hey, I'm not, you know, I'm not taking a jab at you. I just think it's true. Dogs take a no, lot of No, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I wouldn't really want one. I'd want one for about two days a week, and then I'd be like, oh, wait. I don't, I don't. No I think more. you're uh, too averse uh, to bad smells for any other apartment type of pet. Like, you're not going to have a hamster. You're not going to have a fucking bird. Nothing where you have to Ugh. clean a cage. Um, no. So, therefore, you are plant gay, I think. Ugh. You could maybe have it's a terrible. fish. You could have a fish. They is, those also smell. 
No, they don't smell. I'm again. It's not quite a cage, but it is something that you have to clean and take and take care of. Uh, a terrarium of sorts, you know. The plants are, are are enough because you know you know what happens when you need to water them. They look bad, and then you go, "Oh shit, I have to take care of the aesthetics are bad. We have to fix it now." Uh huh. And there's no a emotional fish. vulnerability. Like you, if you neglected a pet, for example, your guilt would really kick in. I think. Yeah, probably. I mean, my pet goldfish as a youth was alive for five years. So, you know, I have a good track record with fish. Wow. Or my parents who did, you know. Yeah, that's very impressive so, for a goldfish. W- would you win at a fair or something? Where'd it come from? I don't know. I don't know where it came from. Oh. I just always had it as a little kid, and then it died one day while I was at school. Did you flush it down the toilet ceremoniously or no? I did not flush it because I was crying. Oh, no. Oh, poor baby Will. That's a sad story. <laughs> Is that the last time you cried? It might be. <laughs> uh, no. The, they had to put a uh, like a towel over the um, the goldfish bowl, though, so I didn't see it. Oh, Jesus Christ. Like it was a shroud kind of, of It was Turin kind of like you know, sitting Shiva for it for yeah. like five minutes where it's like, ah, and then run away, cry in room, and then you hear a whoosh, and you're like, all right, fishy's, fishy's gone. Uh-oh. Yeah, fish death was never hard to deal with in my household. We had a lot of pets, but my understanding is you did not have a lot of pets as a youth. No, that was the only pet. Oh, wow. So that was your only traumatic pet death incident. And it wasn't even that traumatic. I was like, I don't know. I look at him sometimes. Traumatic pet death incident sounds like <laughs> some sort of fire from the early 19th f- century. Or my favorite band from 1992. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ba-dum-tsh. It's a li- yeah, it could go either way. Yeah, I don't know. I remember pet, pet death happened a lot in my household. I'll tell you what. We went through... Did you have like a pet raccoon at one point? Yeah, we did have a raccoon. Uh, that was towards the end of me living at home. Well, the first time. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, the pet, raccoon, here, people. the pet raccoon lived outside. It didn't come in the house, but it would interact with you. It was a fallen That's angel. That's kind of worse. Um, well, you know, the thing that was bad about that is the raccoon was really friendly with us because we would feed it. And, you know, my mom saved it from certain death. It was a baby that fell out of the nest and the rest of the family, you know, repopulated to another area and abandoned it. So it was certain to die. And we raised it into adulthood by hand feeding it food. And it would sort of crawl around on your shoulder and stuff. But this is bad because then when my parents got divorced and they moved out of that house, that raccoon was now dependent on human beings for its very survival. I mean, I'm sure it had some wild skills because it lived in a tree, but I don't know whatever came of it because I'm assuming that the next family that lived in the house when a raccoon came wandering about did not take kindly to that nor realize that it was domesticated in any way. Yeah, mm, yeah. I don't think you. I mean, unless they left notes like, okay, so here's some things about this house. You know, there's a creek on the third stair going up to the the second floor. Also, there's a raccoon. You have to feed it occasionally. Yeah, it likes I don't think chocolate that's, chip cookies and corn. I don't know? think that's something you want to post on Zillow when you're trying to sell a house. Hey, did you know there's an annoying woodland creature that is typically uh, thought of as a pest <laughs> that now you are uh, responsible for? It is your ward now. Yes. yes. Yeah. We'll mm-hmm. take $10,000 off the cost of the closing costs. 
I that or it got a golf club. I mean, who knows? Like it either got a golf club or like maybe new owners got like a dog or a cat and they were, you know, it was scared away naturally. Yeah, I'm hoping that it was simply scared away naturally. I mean, how often does somebody go out into the night with a weapon and take care of a raccoon? You have to be a real sicko to get out there and start whacking one, you know? I mean, that's what you do on the West Coast with uh scorpions. You get a golf club and just Well, the bug wildlife is different from mammalian creatures, you know? I think you got to be a real sicko to beat a mammal to death, but a bug is one thing. I guess it's not poisonous except for the rabies. I feel like the rabies is enough for people to be like, ah! Yeah, but don't you usually get a rabies vaccine as a child? Or do you only get that once you've gotten bit by it? No, 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 no. You, wah. No, you get the treatment like within hours of getting scratched or bitten by the thing. and You usually try to like find the critter... So that way you can test it for rabies as well, because rabies will kill you. Oh, I see. If but you I... go, t- if you go too long, you just like your. Bl- you, I think basically your brain melts. Yeah, I think that's what happens too. It causes really serious uh, neurological damage. Yeah. Um, but I thought there was maybe a prophylactic solution to uh, rabies, no, but no. there's not. Oh, okay. No, it's only post. I, th- I think because it's also like very pa- like. It's kind of like an anti-venom situation where, like, your body doesn't like it. Either way, it doesn't like right. being attacked, and then it also doesn't like the corrective action. Where it's not like, you know, here's a flu shot. Oopsies. I uh, I have to take a nap for a couple hours. Yeah. Like, you're out of commission with, like, a... Because they, they put it in your gut. Oh, God. That sounds awful. It sounds very painful. Yeah, it's not great. Getting rabies is not bad. Great. That's We can all agree on that. Eh, yeah, <laughs> you had I, to think I could about think it. Of a couple more horrible things, but you know, not quite as bad as yeah. the clap, but close. I mean, that's uh, you know, different shots in different places. A shot straight in the stomach does sound a lot worse. Yeah, yeah, it's a real Pulp Fiction situation. Yeah, it's getting into that like we need a shot of of adrenaline straight to the heart. So I'm not really on that one. Uh, speaking um, of shots, you're getting your second COVID vax later this week, aren't you? Oh, on Friday. Did you get Moderna or Pfizer? I've been taken to calling it the modern. Oh, you got Moderna. You're Moderna gang and I'm Pfizer gang. Okay. Wow. Interesting. Well, I was going to tell you to prepare for death because I got my second one last week and I did not feel good at all the next day. Um, like how many days are we talking of feeling bad? Two? One. One. Oh, it was okay. it was 24 hours and I, you know, I'm I'm playing it up for yucks here. It wasn't super bad. But if you have to work, I would take the day off. I would honestly warn you against that. Oh, no, no, no. I get a paid half day. Oh, very nice. And then I gave myself the weekend off. Oh, beautiful. You'll be just fine. Th- these are strategies and I like put it on the schedule so everyone knows don't bother Papa Bear because he's going to be mad. So. Yeah. Yeah, but hey, maybe Moderna won't do that to you. The The other thing was the sore arm was much, much worse the second time. It was shorter-lived, but much worse. I couldn't even lift my arm up over my head. Also, the army man shot me closer huh. to the shoulder this time, so that might have something to do with it. I'm not sure why he did that. That's weird. Okay. I, I don't think they're really aiming. Yeah, no, I think they can hit you pretty much anywhere between the elbow and the shoulder that they want to. <laughs> but, uh, you know... Probably. It was better when it was in the middle of the arm. It wasn't quite so immobilizing. Still painful. Yeah, I don't don't know. I'm doing the thing where I go to work in the morning, go, hello, store open. Okay, one o'clock, gotta go. Bye-bye. Drive, get the shot, literally race home. Race home to the first available parking lot, 
parking spot and then just like wait for doom yeah i it's it's not quite that fast you won't feel it till you get some sleep i I felt some chills in the middle of the night that's when it started oh but that's i i don't mind that that could be okay no it'll be okay it's really not that bad it's just a pain in the ass to have to work through that's all i was getting at it's it's a very Mm. cloudy feeling it reminded me a lot of covid oh which it is so you know there's that yeah i don't know i i feel like just like a nice solid day off maybe like order some pho and be like i'm i'm fine like treat yourself to be like oh i'm I'm recovering oh absolutely probably probably not you know like yeah just milk it a little bit in my brain have a convalescing treat day yeah of course that sounds great why why not Uh, yeah i'm like do can i like get the shot and then go down to katz's and then like eat a half a pastrami sandwich I don't I think like you'd be able not... to tell the difference uh, whether you were feeling ill from the vaccine or feeling ill from the uh, pound and a half of corned beef. Uh, yeah, I feel like that would be like a bloodstream fight to the death of like meat sweats versus like vaccine, just trying to fight it out for like what's going to feel worse. Yeah. <laughs> like all that salt would maybe be like, oh, no, it's going to go even deeper. And I kind of don't want to like, you know poke the poke the bear on that one i feel like since you're in the vicinity of cats anyway when you get the shot because you're going to the same place right mm-hmm. you should go and get a sandwich and then for that 15 minutes that they make you sit there just start eating it that would be no you can't you can't do that you can't sit in the chair in the big room and be like <laughs> crinkle 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 and like I, the whole atrium smells like hot meat like (laughs) i feel like the looks and the like they'd be like sir you have to keep your mask on and also what the fuck is this just how did you get that just the image of you doing it is funny enough but also you know they have you sit there to check in case you have any kind of reaction to the vaccine but i think that the meat sweats would make them unable to tell that's why i like this little experiment you should really fuck with the doctors i would be like no you're here watching me in case i have a heart attack from this so like (laughs) <laughs> do you think it they could would go actually either way. stop you i really wonder what would happen if you did it oh they would want yeah no you can't i don't even think you can go in with like a beverage okay maybe that's not true but they got to allow water you know they don't want people passing out in there but like you don't want to like walk in like iced coffee and be like okay we're here we're doing it let's go and then like popping a double chocolate cookie in your mouth afterwards which that i might do be like yeah I would like to see you try. I want you to experiment with how far you can go eating-wise in front of the people. Maybe get a to-go beverage from a bar nearby and see if they'll tolerate that. I don't think... No, none of those places do... Oh, they do, but you can't leave the, the little market. Mm-hmm. I guess I could put... Mm-hmm. Could go to Trader Joe's, get a little a thing, and then just brown bag it in the middle of the thing. <laughs> yeah. Do you think they're gonna... seems like... Do you think they're going to make public drinking legal in New York? I feel like that's coming down the pike at some point. No. You don't think they'll ever do that? I mean, you can kind of always do it if you're, you know, subtle about it. Yeah, right. Like, you can walk down the street with, like, even, like, a glass of wine in your hand and no one's going to care. It's when you're just, like, flagrant and being loud. Maybe that's, like, you know, it's mostly a ticket to get, like, homeless people away. That's true. It's a don't ask, don't tell policy. And again, what's what's the ticket? $25? Yeah, it's not really that bad. That's a cocktail and a half. So like, sure, you're just paying a, a little bit more 
a little bit of a premium for a less for a subpar product but you know right it doesn't really matter like think about like going to the park like how many people are publicly drinking in the park yeah that's the thing about it i feel like there's certain designated zones where it's okay and then other times when the cops are just looking for an excuse to bust something like at art openings yeah i mean i i took a to go tequila soda from a place because they had lids for like taking it outside. And then I just popped one on. I was like, oh, let me get one before last call. Took two sips, slapped my lid on and was like, okay, have a great night. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so are you excited just... for, for New York to reopen in two weeks? No. No? No. I guess this we've is... already been over this. If you're just going to complain, I don't really want to hear it. Oh, I'm extra mad now. I'm more mad. Yeah. I mean, well, what do you think is really going to change? No restrictions at all. And I'm like, excuse me. Well, they're going to have I a mask we had mandate until September, or j- at least July. Yeah, you're you're not talking about masks though. You're just talking about capacity limits and stuff like that. Oh no, you can you can just yeah, it's capacity limits. Like everything's open. Go go ham. No no limit. No limit. Soldiers all night long. And I'm like, oh no. I think that's fine, honestly, because a lot of the establishments in New York are so small that if they're still going to have social distancing and mask mandates, they can't really be at full capacity anyway. That's so, the thing. It's a distance-based thing, and I'm like, yeah. so you're just saying the same thing that we were already doing. Except everything know? Every except everything can open now because they still had arbitrary restrictions on certain industries or whatever, certain recreation. It's, it's basically saying that the, it's the city going, oh, it's not us getting in the way of you not making any money. It's now up to you to figure out what your capacity is. Yeah. And I'm like, you guys are such dicks. You are so so bad at everything that you do yeah i know i was reading a new york times article about it before we started here and it seems that people are fairly dubious about the whole thing thinking that in some sense it's too rushed like you know the closing down and the figuring everything out was so slow and took so long and now all of a sudden they're just pulling the rug out from under everybody restrictions wise but it's because to me that doesn't sound like a problem but yeah but that's exactly what they did at the beginning, too. Basically, like, oh, it'll just be two weeks, so we don't really have a plan. <sighs> I don't know. I thought it was July 1st, and then the big announcement was, no, you've got two weeks. And I said, what? What do you oh, mean, two weeks? It didn't even occur to me that you're angry about this because you're going to have to deal with it at your job now. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. I mean, I know that the people are going to be buck wild. Like, you know, like the people in the public in the public spaces i'm like yeah again the the drunk locusts will take over the city it's fine but what i will have to deal with is people fighting like but there's no restrictions what are you talking about and i'd be like well act well actually and then you have to try to explain this to people who are just mad at you for uh right trying not to like climb on top of each other and i'm like i don't fuck like i quite frankly don't get paid enough to deal with this explanation as a pr per like Right. I think a lot of this is going to depend on the city's enforcement of distancing and stuff, too, which I doubt they're going to do anything about. At a certain point, it'll just be like it was, but everyone will be wearing masks, you know, which I guess that point is now. Well, like you can in a restaurant, you can cram people in as long as you put a plexi barrier between the tables. I'm like, where? How do people get in and out of the like rows of teeny tiny bistro tables if there's plexi walls everywhere i'm like what are we gonna do have those clear shower curtains in between like looking all crazy like looking like dexter murder booths yeah basically yes yes i wouldn't doubt that you're gonna see a lot of that like uh, 
that's the part where I'm like, just maybe don't do it until it's like a little farther down the line. I don't know, but uh, you gotta you gotta figure they gotta pull the band aid off at some point, and people are not gonna be happy about it regardless of when they do it. And to be honest, I think they're doing it now because we're getting to the point where everybody that wants to get the vaccine is has gotten it or is getting it. It's been talked about a lot, like in the media lately, or at least on podcasts and stuff, that the Times put out a thing that was like, hey, you know, herd immunity in this country is probably not really possible. Just so everybody knows, you know, we're going to be dealing with COVID for a long time. And I think that has a major impact on these kind of decisions that if they're like, well, we're shooting for like, I think the Biden administration said they're shooting for like 70 percent vaccination by July 4th. And I laughed out loud like, yeah, no, I'll tell you what. When I went to get my second vaccine, that place was not as crowded as the first time, not by a long shot. So if you haven't gotten the vax by now, you're probably not getting it. I think we've topped out on this. Yeah, the city's doing this really terrible thing where they're opening all of these little small little micro centers everywhere where you can just walk in. And I'm like, so where, where was that when everyone and their mother was like clamoring? Because part of the thing that in terms of declining you know shots and arms or whatever is like it's because you set up a labyrinthine system to schedule everything and it was impossible and now you're saying no 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 go get one it's like well last time i tried it was a shit show i'm not even gonna bother mm-hmm. it's like but now they're like no walk in it's fine i'm like mm, uh, ooh, uh, i don't know yeah and i just think a lot more people think the vaccine is sus than you realize and that's fine i mean i've made my opinion about that known i don't really care i think you know I don't want to say we called it, but I think at some point in our in one of our conversations about this, this was about what I thought was going to happen. You're never going to you're never going to reach enough. So my point with this regarding the reopening is just I guess they might as well pull the bandaid off now, man, you know. It's not going to be any different in July, really. Uh well what we're what what I'm seeing now out in the world is that all the people who haven't, you know, said whatever and like have gone out and been like whatever, if I throw on a mask I'm fine. I'm seeing a lot more people out like with more regalia, like double mask gloves, like in a way that like that was tapering off where people are like, whatever, fuck it. Just, you got sanitizer. Okay, cool. Yeah. Now it's like older people who like were a little more risk averse are like starting to creep out and they don't know how to do the actual sociability portion. Right. Right. And that's the part where you're like, Oh no, it's all good. It's not going to come in waves like I thought it was going to happen. Right. It's now just going to be a big wave, and it's going to be bad. Yeah, interesting. Like how they did um, phased closing and phased reopening. They they didn't really nail the phased reopening part at all. Oh no no no. That just never really happened. No, it's just going to be just full like oh it got really quiet and then you're just going to look up and be like oh no they're here and you know. It's going to be a nightmare. I mean, the amount of people that I get who are already, like, going to and from LaGuardia is crazy. Yeah, I was going to say, um, my dad and his girlfriend and her kids are actually planning a trip to New York in June just as a tourist activity. So, tourists are back, baby. I know. They're not going to have anywhere to go in Manhattan. They're going to be bored. Yeah, no, they they will because they just want to do regular tourist things like Empire State Building, like Central Park, like museums, you know, that all that stuff is fine. All that stuff is there. And they're ready and waiting, I'll tell you what. 
<sighs> the only thing they told me that they can't do is go to the top of the Statue of Liberty. You can take the boat out there and walk around the base, but they won't let you inside. Which, hmm. frankly, is not even that unusual, COVID notwithstanding. Half the time that's closed anyway. Yeah, that's not. That's usually not open. So. Yeah. Man. So, not a loss. I told uh, them just to ride the Staten Island Ferry. It's about the same experience, and it costs way less. Take the boat to Ikea. It's free. Yeah. Well, that's what same I was trying shit. to get them to do. Take the take the ferries around town. Oh, yeah. Go to the Williamsburg Waterfront, Upper East. Yeah, it's lovely. Lovely. Um, I don't know. It's, uh, yeah. But you're not excited on a personal level at all, just to, like, not have to worry about it as much. Uh, work aside. I don't really worry about, I mean, like, I don't really worry about it that much. I just worry about how, how the public acts because I have to deal with them too often. Yeah, okay. So it's just on that level. Otherwise, you, you it's been reopened as far as you're concerned for a while anyway. As soon as I was like, oh, I'm working with the public again, I'm like, oh, it's we're open. Okay, fine. Yeah. Um, but then I still get nervous when I'm like, oh, there's too many people in, in, in the shop right now. This is too many people. Like, they can't, like... Not everyone has a place to sit down. Right. So I go, no, 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 no. Too many people. No. Somebody got, somebody got to go. Get out. And that makes me a little Why do a they not? Nervous. Why do they not do something where they station someone at the door? A lot of establishments I, have been doing that. No, I do that. Oh, and you keep a count and make sure? I keep a count. Sometimes we just go a little over because we're like, these people are taking too goddamn long. Okay, you too. You, you look like you're doing something quick. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, you broker that deal and then some of my colleagues will be like, I let a couple more in. I'm like, no, 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 you can't do that. So Mm. then then they start getting nervous. I'm like, see what you did? You made people like, and I've had like the public come to me and be like, a little too many people in here. And I'm like, okay, can't win. Fully can't win with anyone. Yeah. You don't want to wait, but you don't want to be around too many people. That's the main kind of terrible problem yeah that's the seesaw that you're on oh yeah it's not that's the part that's maybe not so much fun oh definitely not it's it's annoying that you're in a liberal area basically where there's people that are going to be tattletales and sensitive about it you know out here it's sort of the opposite problem where you go to a place and you're like well i look like a goober for wearing a mask because so many people don't and it really depends on like what part mm. of town you're in or like where you are, obviously. But it's pretty evenly divided here between people that don't give a fuck and, you know, prissies. So Yeah, I feel like depending on the yeah. Ohio is a very like, oh, it depends on the location kind of situation. Um I just but... feel bad for you that there's a lot of people that are sensitive about it though, because that's a different type of complaining that I'm not accustomed to. You know? And it's a harder kind of complaint to address because you don't really have an argument against public health and safety at all. It's much easier to tell somebody to put a mask on or whatever. It's very hard if someone says there's too many people in here to do anything about that. Yeah. Because that, at that point, well, the only thing is because you have to post your um, occupation, your maximum. If it's over that, they look at it and you're like, but you said this amount and there's more than that. And you're like, well... I am a business and I'm trying to make money. I don't right, know. Right. Two extra people's not the worst thing in the world. And technically you're supposed to stay far, you know, far away from them. So if you get close to someone that's on you. Yeah, yeah. Like this is the personal responsibility 
thing, which I feel like, again, we called a long time ago where it's like, oh, no, it's going to be on people. Yeah. Uh, we're now here. And it's trying to explain to people that it's their responsibility to take care of themselves is again something that is fully not my job or anyone else in any service industry's job right and now it's all on you yeah so yeah it's a little like i don't know yeah i I, hmm. we'll see we'll see how it goes right but i'm not looking forward to it a lot of karen's going to be karening out there and you're the victim Mm. i mean i don't really see you know that haircut out in the wild in my world um but you have you know different cultural backgrounds who like their whole thing is getting close and talking and i'm like uh-huh. <laughs> if, if i can swing on you you gotta back up like you, come on give me give me some space you don't need to get this close um but they but hey, get very close to each other and everything i'm like I, yeah i understand so. but the karen's not a haircut man it's a spiritual mentality you know? spiritual karen's that's going to be some ska band in five years from New Jersey. <laughs> is ska still a scene in New Jersey? I don't know. I guess it is. Was, was it ever? Did I thought I made that up. No, I think it definitely was. Was it? Maybe I'm thinking of hardcore. I don't know. Music in New Jersey go hand in hand. That's where the boss is from. But like, like that's a very different kind of music, though. You know, like, uh, I don't know being born to run is not the same as like skanking no i understand that but i'm just saying that that music in general comes from new jersey and i wouldn't doubt that they had a prominent ska scene at one point when whenever ska was popular which i don't think was ever the 80s and the night you know when the black and white the checkerboard and the you know sure madness did you you talk to anybody today no i did not (laughs) (laughs) this is this is a rare instance where i can tell that yeah I'm like, I don't know how to do talking. <laughs> I took, I again, also a weird day. Woke up super early. I was like, all right, living my best life. Doobie doop 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 doop. And then took like an early nap. Like we're talking pre one o'clock. Wow. I was morning up that nap. early. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, got to do the errands. The errands got to get done. Got to go pick up the laundry I forgot to pick up on the way home. Food is necessary. Let's go get some food. And then get the branches and then i was like oh okay wait oh fuck schedule oh no oh no i have to talk now oh fuck <laughs> so that's kind of where i am in a headspace it's very you know i've bl- been listening to podcasts that have also been like very awkward in conversation so i'm like i don't even have good models like good recent models of a conversation it's mm. right the struggle bus is a little real i don't know that's okay it happens, man, you know? Usually it doesn't. Usually I, I, you know, this is why I, like, have the have the Wednesdays off, so that way I can be talking all day and then have a full, like, monk day. That's yeah, sure, fine. sure. Monk days and then having to talk? Terrible. Yeah. Although I, I don't know. Hmm. I, I don't know how to, like... Fr- Take your time. Is it bad, though? That like, hmm, hmm, like the restorative properties of a monk day are uh-huh. so high that I'm like, oh, am I undoing all of that with long form conversation? 
Oh, interesting. Like it's taking you out of your meditative state to have to yeah, I was... jack into the matrix and be artificial for an hour. Yeah, because, well, well, not artificial, but I, like I have to like, well, I do have to like, you know, put on performance face, right? Sure. Because um, I was doing lots of little like, you know, when you have quiet days and like nodes of your brain are like figuring stuff out because, again, you aren't talking. You're just like the quietude is letting the neurons fire and you're like, huh that's an idea like didn't think about that or you give yourself excuse me the time to not think which sure leads to thinking um you know 2016 is the year of realizing stuff famously um or that can be all the time if you just get reels in and you know do very mundane things like putting your laundry away Right, right. There was a meme recently, I don't know if you saw it, that compared meditation to scrolling on your phone. And it was on the left side, meditation, and on the right side, scrolling on your phone. And the left side said, uh, it's so boring, it's stimulating. And the right side said, it's so stimulating that it's boring. So I think what you're describing is obviously the meditative side, where you know you start making these connections not out of boredom, but because something is so mundane, it allows your mind time to wander and it's actually stimulating. But conversation is more like scrolling on your phone, or at least this type of conversation is where, you know, it's a lot going on, a lot to track. And with no preconceived plan, we are just kind of scrolling here. We're always mind scrolling on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of like buckshottery going on mm-hmm. right now because it's like what's going to stick in order to have a conversation because some of us, yeah, yeah. pointing at myself, can't do that right now. <laughs> um, like, and there is a weird kind of snake eating tail of that kind of stimulation and boredom that like it does do that. It circles back around. Um, and I, I don't know. Well, and I think you might have a deeper connection with that over the last few months because you live by yourself now, too. Yeah. And, like, I can draw connections out. So to bring up the plant thing, this is what I was thinking about in my quietude while I was, like, trying to, like, gauge their droopiness or not. Was, like, I realized I was, like, why do I have so many of these? What is going on? Like, it's not it's not about the, like, you know, you know taking care of an animal versus plant. But it is about because I was reading a lot about the feng shui of uh, plants in a bedroom, and apparently it's bad. Bad to have plants in a bedroom. It's growth energy. It's water energy because it needs water to grow, which whatever, some stupid shit, which I was like, no, thank you. Um, But when I was like, oh, it's energy, right. So when you think about, like, I do think this is Will's woo corner. I do think that there is a thing to the energy of spaces. Yes. And I do think that it is a, a, a sub, you know, back part of brain kind of thing of going like, the space needs more energy. Like, it's it's there's a dip in the energy you must replace somehow. Yeah, okay. Of living energy, you know. For and, sure. Because, like, when you have a whole year of, like, well, it didn't go anywhere. So, like, the space has a lot of, like, residual, like, activity energy. Yeah. And then to have, you know, full fallout of, like... I'm not home most of the day. Right. And then it's just like zero energy. So like when I get home, there's a, f- you know, candles on. So fire energy. And then the plants are all, all over the place. I'm like, Oh, it's a balancing of the 
the no energy to a lot of energy. Yeah, absolutely. Does this make sense? It does make sense. Um, and I and I hate to harp on this all the time, but you also don't have me there. And yeah, you've been replaced by plants. That's true. I think in some sense, <laughs> I, I probably have. Yeah. Like, it's not important that it was me per se, even, but the energy of another person is different. Like, the the room the room energy that is now filled by plants, for example, could have been filled before, even if I wasn't home, by me having moved around in a room. Maybe there yes. are papers in a different location than they used to be, or maybe I was working on something so there's a mess on the table, or whatever. Um, you can't replace that solo. You only have your own activities going on, and they don't change when you leave the house. So when no, you come all, back, all it's... All the energy is one-to-one. It's production, yes. and then it, it the, the action is. Yes. Like, there's no things happening independent of what I bring, so then it's a matter of bringing in other things that can act independently, however subtly, just yes. to charge, it, charge the space with a little bit of difference. Right. To notice, too, which I think, like, maybe that's things, like, because I notice, like... Oh, that that dropped another leaf. Like, you know, like which normally I'd be like, "Oh, fuck, that's big." Didn't know. Like, but like every day I notice like, "Oh, something unfurled." Like, "Oh, that's, you know." Right. All these little things that are signs, like little signs of life, you go, "Oh, right." That's an incredibly soothing realization, too. The the type of time scale that a plant works at and the type of gestures it's capable of making are very zen. I guess it just, uh, yeah, but I, it, for me, it's the energy thing of like, even that little unfurling is the like thing that it's not a hotel room. Yes. Right. Are there, that's, are yeah. there anything, I mean, you already mentioned the candles, but are there anything other than plants that do this too? I think this is an interesting concept and the plants illustrate it really well, but I'm wondering if there's other avenues too. Well, well like for tacky people, like if you have like one of those fountains, yeah, right. Like that's, but you you're not supposed to have that in your house. But you know, I'm not sure a fountain really works anyway. It, it, first of all, you're right that it's incredibly tacky, but also its energy is one to one because once the fountain is on, it just kind of does the same thing. It doesn't. But really it's a constant change. cycle of motion, which is bad. Well, but again, it's it's that Ouroboros. It doesn't change in a dynamic fashion. It just repeats. Yes. Plants don't repeat. No. No full change depending on many different factors coming in in the thing uh, i don't remember i don't know i feel like also probably wind chimes are on there but that's also disgusting for like air you know air energy or whatever the fuck right well i think also crucially that like the fountain and the wind chimes both are man-made things i kind of think it doesn't work unless it's natural maybe that's why plants are such a good illustration or fire is such a good illustration Oh, metal. Metals and energy. So, mm, like, even metal white energy. painted walls. So, like, that is silver in, in that world, which also shows, like, signs of life because, like, think about, like, any white, like, melamine or, you know, even, like, a white marble, like, one fingerprint, and you're like, God damn it! Like, yeah, right. It's, it's you know, there's always going to be evidence and how light works with that. Uh is it is an activation of the space because reflection is its own kind of thing sure. it's an activity it's a, again another subtle activity of uh spatial activation but um not that I, I don't have that much metal but i guess glass is metal kind of 
Well, it's reflective if that's if that's what you mean. I don't fucking know. I think that works. I've never investigated metal energy. I'm new to this concept. Unless, of course, I'm listening to Iron Maiden or something. Okay, we'll let that joke go. That was... Uh, <laughs> you know, I... That was there. <clears throat> speaking of, I did a, a weird thing a couple mornings ago that I've been trying to carry through the week. Because uh, it does work. For whatever reason, I got Motley Crue's Kickstart My Heart. I don't know if you know that song. Sure don't. <laughs> Uh, I got it stuck in my head. And so one morning when I first woke up, I had been dreaming about the song after having it stuck in my head for a whole day. So the first thing I did at seven in the morning, right when I woke up, was pop my headphones in and put Motley Crue's Kickstart My Heart on. And, oh boy, if you listen to some hair metal early in the morning, you don't really need coffee. We have to get you the fuck out of Ohio immediately. This is the, this is how bad things happen. This is yeah. how, you know, you get a perm. Uh, I mean, you already wear black t-shirts, but, like, you're going to cut the sleeves off of them real soon. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And jorts a- are going to come back in a big way for you. And uh, Ooh, I, A couple I, I more trips terrible. to the gym and a couple missed haircuts, so I start to form a mullet. It's, yeah, you're very close to mulletude. We're getting ready. Anyway, you can wake yourself oh. up in the morning with some metal talking about energy. Oh boy. I yeah, no. I mean, I when when I was a youth, um I knew this lady who like her whole thing was like she did like feng shui for celebrities. Oh, cool job. So she like would do people's homes that like uh were wives of Cleveland Cavaliers. And, like, other people, like, in, like, fashion and, sh- like, whatever. Sure. Crazy, kooky old lady. Um, I don't know where... To, but she, like, gave me, like, a rundown of, like, how to how to do things and how to choose, you know, stuff, even as a young person. When I was, like, first setting up my first apartment, she was like, let me come see what you did. And she's like, okay, this is a lot. Oh, yeah. College people are poor. I forgot. I'm like, uh-huh. Did I do good? She's like, well... I'm like, okay. That's a very formative experience for you. I feel like that actually explains a lot because you've always been concerned with, at the very least, like a room's layout. I wouldn't quite call it feng shui, um, but your fascination and collection of furniture always made that central to your being. I love floating a couch. I don't know why. I've always floated a couch. It's never been against a wall. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's the most impractical thing in the world when you're talking about a New York apartment for the most part, but... There's ways. It's called, you know, dividing the space. Thank you very much. Um, But, yeah, I... Did you ever paint an apartment as a young person? Um, I never did. I've never done it for myself, no. Oh. Well, A, good on you because that's how, you know, a security deposit was not returned once because they're like, we can see the color you painted. I'm like... No, you can't. It's all been primed. Go get wrecked. And they're like, no, I can see it. I'm like, fine, whatever. Keep the 50 bucks or whatever it is to rent an apartment in Cleveland in 2006 or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like, who cares? Um, But it's not fun. It's terrible. And when you're like 19, no one will help you. They're like, oh, okay. You want to do that, I guess. I'm like, fuck everybody, you know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. When I was 19 and living in places, I had more important things to do, like smoke marijuana and fuck off. So I'm not really surprised nobody wanted to help you. I feel bad for you. I feel bad for Tiny Will. 
This is the second poor Will story of the of the podcast. <laughs> It's yeah, such a nice thing to and want. And apartments yet. by myself in the middle of the night going, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be pretty. Um, yeah, choices were made. I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think interior decorating in general, but specifically uh, painting an interior is another form of energy upkeep. Uh, that's a modifier, though. Like, you're, you're, like, faking it. I think uh-huh. you're faking it. Also, I could never live in, like, a thing that wasn't beige. White or beige. Really? Yeah, I don't... It's too much to think about. And then when he puts stuff on the walls, you're like, oof. Oof. Yeah. Hmm. Like, do you want to put, like, a nice painting on the wall and then be be like, ooh, maybe, like, Robin's Egg Blue was not the choice of wall paint. Right, right, right. Or that shade of khaki or whatever is a little too orange, so putting a green painting on it is a little rough. Yeah, no, I I know exactly what you mean. I mentioned last week, I think, or on the after show, that I did a freelance job recently, and I hung a bunch of framed photographs on a navy blue wall, and it did not look very good, I have to be honest. That just looks like a showroom. Yeah. It doesn't look livable. Yes, it looked like a a furniture showroom, and navy blue matte paint uh, does not take touch-ups well at all. So if you have to touch it up, you have to repaint entire sections, which in and of itself looks bad. Yeah. You know? That's a choice. Navy, that took five coats to get it just the color it was. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, ooh, I do not endorse. No, absolutely not. Um, Nothing I won't, about that is ideal. I obviously won't name them, but this was in a very wealthy person's home. Uh, a name you would probably know. I'll tell you later. Um. But the other thing that was very cool about the place that they lived, speaking of floating couches and stuff, was that they had the entire upper floor of a warehouse building. And they built they built it custom so that all of the rooms were floated. The rooms were in the center of this floor, and the rest of the space was a giant ring um, with some gaps in between it, too. But so the bathroom and the bedroom and the like room where they watch TV were the only enclosed spaces in this giant floor, and everything else was just completely open. It was beautiful looking. That's that's bad feng shui. That I know. You think so? Yeah, you don't. You need the the bedroom to be on a wall because the headboard has to be on a a wall for feeling uh solid and secure. So if you're floating in the fucking nether realm of the interior of you know thousands of square feet that can't feel great well the the headboard of the bed would be up against a wall what i meant to say is that they built the rooms floor to ceiling but in the middle rather than up against windows or anything yeah but so that they're terrible so that their living room spaces were all completely light filled and uh completely open so you're going to go sleep in a box in the middle of a floor with no window. Yeah, I guess so. That's what I'm saying. That sounds gross. <laughs> That's a little gross. That's also illegal in New York. Like, you know, for New York building code, you can't do that. Because you have to have a fire exit? No, you have to have a window. You can't call something a bedroom without a window. Oh, interesting. Didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't, you know, obviously I didn't go in their bedroom, so I don't know. But there couldn't have been a window in it. And Unless they had that like cutout thing, you know the little like plexi cutout. Sure, where it's, like, sure. Frosted, so you're like, it's a window. 
They might have. I didn't notice. But, uh, yeah, it would be really weird to sleep in an interior space with no windows. That would be extremely claustrophobic. I didn't think that through. So hot. So hot. I mean, I'm sure, like, central air or whatever. But, like, even with that, you're just like, ooh, stuffy. Just so stuffy. Yeah. I really, ooh, mm, mm, no, no. See, that sounds like, that's like a rich person's trap where you're like, oh, isn't this luxurious? We did this weird thing. Like, someone with kooky, like, Eileen Fisher draped clothing told us that this was contemporary, so we believe them because we don't have taste. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you're like, whoa, 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 you you don't have common sense either? Right. Why, Why are you in the box? And, like, you're, what? That's a mistake I would make. If I if I suddenly won the lottery and I was like designing my, you know, third floor loft apartment or whatever and somebody in an Eileen Fisher dress told me to do that, I would absolutely do that and then regret it and change it. Yeah, you're in a drywall box. I mm-mm, mm-mm. There are certain things that like cuz this this also relates to the like the um the reopening conversation where now we will have lots of people with too much money coming back to the city with their complete no taste. And now because so many interesting things have gone to the wayside, they're all just going to have the TGI Fridays, Olive Garden, Times Square experience, but in niche neighborhoods where it's like, Oh yeah, it's so authentic. It's I'm we're at the, uh, the, the, white street hotel or the walker hotel and isn't this fancy and you're like what it's a simulation of fancy right like it it's now just like there's no weird little nooky hole in the wall or even if it is like it's been held down by grizzled old people who are like no fuck you you don't get tables and people are like yeah i don't want to be here anyway they only have like three draft beers and they don't do cocktails and we're like oh they do you just none of them are peach margarita flavored so like keep walking you know like (laughs) that simulacrum state is now going to be what people come back to 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 visit or whatever and i i that's what i kind of worry about like oh yeah this is so new york and you're like what incorrect yeah i i don't know how much of that has to do with covid though i feel like we touched on this last time when we were talking about like art galleries and how you know distasteful of an experience that can be at this point because they just moved to gentrified neighborhoods and they fit in as like basically retail chains on the first floor of condo buildings mm-hmm. i guess but um now i it's, think new york's yeah, been trending in that like... direction for a long time i think the maybe the reason that it's on your mind or whatever is that the hope was with covid that like a little bit of the uh authentic charm of cheaper rent would come back and that seems to be probably not happening well no i think like what will happen is that all the tasteless people with their pieds will have their like, you know, yen for travel itch scratch by going to all their pieds all over the world or whatever. So every like metropolis will have a little like hell week or hell month. Mm-hmm. And it's going to go in in like a cycle. Like we're all going to take turns taking on different people from different, you know, blocks of the country uh, yeah but blocks ag- of the world but again i have to stress that i feel like it's been going in that direction for a long time like think about what art fairs are that was basically that um oh yeah the ultra I mean, wealthy for- taking a turn in a different city where they have an apartment um every five weeks all year it might be especially bad now because it's freeze week which i was like oh we're doing that huh i forgot 
I forgot yeah. it's freeze week. Oh, how unfortunate. And then I, you know, I saw uh, Daniel Turner's Instagram post where someone was like walking around like a Lenovo ThinkPad around a, a booth. And I was like, oh, wow. oh, man, we're really on a budget now, aren't we? Can't yeah, even get like, a fucking iPad going. A MacBook. No, ma'am. <laughs> well, it was. Well, no, Ops gets the, you know, ThinkPad because like if they drop it, like whatever, or a hammer falls on it, who cares? Like it's built for tough. Yeah, you know, sure. It can, but... it can work it out. Oof. Um, but I was like, oof, I yeah, forgot d- we're doing this mm-hmm. and people are excited to do it. And I'm like, ew. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure, pe- I'm sure people are. It's been a long time since an IRL art fair. So I don't know for people that like art fairs, I guess. Who are, th- which is no not one me. likes them. <laughs> it's not enjoyable. Like, I, I think it's just like, there are people who, who are like, glad to be back in new york sociability yay fun and then i'm like oh but then you're gonna have to actually go to the thing that you would normally be like yeah i have work in a fair and i'm not going but i'm in town you know no now people actually go to the thing and be like hey and i'm like not the move like i i thought we all agreed send the interns no we can't send the interns anymore i want an intern well you were complaining to me today about uh having trouble with your assistant and I was like, oh, my God. Will's complaining to me about an assistant. Cry me a river, well, bitch. It's it's not my personal, not one of my personal assistants. You know, a work assistant is a little different where you're like, hmm. You're just like, hmm, well, I get what you're, this is, this is after show conversation because I <laughs> can unload because it's yeah, a little uh, touchy, but I was like, Okay, I thought the whole idea is like we make life better for everybody, but okay, great. Um, anyway, yeah, sidebar that for now. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's if I had, yeah, no, we don't, no, Papa doesn't have real assistants. I kind of have one, but <laughs> see, I have, admit I, have, it. I, have, I have one official, <laughs> you know, where I just go, you can do that, right? Okay, you already did it. Okay, thanks. I don't have to think about it. You already did it. Yeah, good job. That's all anyone wants in an assistant, by the way, is, do I have to think about this? No. Okay, great. Cool. Moving on. Right. Yep. Well, okay. I mean, it's a little bit uh, shallow, but we kind of ran out of gas here. I mean, yeah, I feel like this is going to be like, dear listener, like, pony up for the Patreon, because like... Oh, we have a lot like to the, discuss on the I Patreon feel like the this off, time. The after show uh, this week is to, is going to pop off like a motherfucker. So, yeah. so give us your coins. Yeah, it's get, just five coins. Just give give us your coins, or just go listen to old episodes. What? <laughs> you could also do that. Go listen to old episodes before we were on Zoom. I've been doing that a little bit, and it's much better. <laughs> oh, live ones where I don't have to stare at a screen and be like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <sighs> well, you know the you know the uh, what's it called the. Uh, the hundredth episode is fast upon us, so I, I feel like that should be IRL. So I don't oh. know what I have to, what kind of bribe I have to do to like make. Well, that I don't think that's going to happen for many reasons, but uh, okay. Mm. This well, is why you have to give Patreon money, children. You have to, you know. Yeah, you want to hear one of the East Coast. You want to hear the not... tea get spilled? Fucking pay <laughs> for me to do it. <laughs> Please never say that ever again. Why? I'm too old to Ugh. say that. 
You're too straight to say that. Don't, uh, no. Oh, that's a gay oh, no. thing? I just thought that was like a cool young person thing. Well, here's the thing. The gays stole it from black women, and then the the Zoomers stole it from the gays. So, like, you know, it's just a... And now, like, boomers are, you know, the old people are going to start using it and be like, Hi, my name's Brenda. What's the T? And you're like, whoa, you work <laughs> in HR and you are 55. You need to not... I think you just called me a boomer in a backhanded way, and I don't appreciate it. I called you a Brenda. It's different. Oh, jeez. It's not even better. worse. That's a fat girl name. <laughs> I didn't call you, like, Tracy. Tracy's an ugly girl name. Tracy, Brenda, Susan, I mean... There was a girl named Tracy that lived behind me growing up, and she had a tattoo of a pineapple and a crush on me. It Where went was unrequited. the tattoo of the pineapple? It was a tramp stamp pineapple. Yep. Called I uh, called that one mentally before I even asked. I was like, I just want some. I just want bias confirmation. <laughs> All right, episode okay. over. Pineapple tramp stamp is the title of ep. <laughs> All right. All right. Bye. Bye.